I'm wearing my um, safari outfit, especially for you. Don't know if you can see. Oh, I should have worn my cocky outfit. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. Cocky shorts on as well, you know. Oh, I should have. Uh, I should have put my cocky shirt on. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now, Francois. It's too late. Oh. Here it goes. Got some questions for you if you're ready. Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> cool. So um, you're South African. You're from South Africa. You were born and raised there. You did your education there. Uh, you got your master's degree there. You worked as a developer there. Um, so what was that like? And then what was it like uh, compared to London? I'll jump straight into it. Like it's, I think the, the thing that stands out for me in South Africa, like I've, I, I was there for a few, few jobs and then I moved over here. And I think it comes down to in South Africa, it's more like a jack of all trades kind of culture where, you know, they, you, you know, it's kind of like, we want you to do this. Can you do this? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll do it. And you kind of just jump onto any task they give you really, um, which is nice because you get experience in all different fields and it definitely takes you out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> and I think when I came here, I realized that, um, my CV was kind of all over the place and people are like, yeah, but like, what are you, you know, what's your profession? Like, what are you, um, uh, you know, what's your master skill? Um, like, what is it that you've done? And I think that was really difficult for me to actually nail down because I, I, I wanted to, you know, to sound like, Hey, I can do everything. <laughs> and then, um, when I came here, it was like, yeah, but we need you to focus on one thing. Can you tell us that one thing you're good at? <laughs> um, and I think that kind of, um, you know, uh, that was, that was a very big culture change in terms of just preparing yourself. And I, I mean, South Africa is, um, on a different level, I guess, in terms of, you know, tech to like somewhere like London, you know, or like the U S East coast, West coast. I, I mean, I presume it's, you know, far less developed, not as much competition and all this and that. A lot of, or the companies I worked for, at least, it was quite difficult to get, um, to get them to invest in you, invest in your, uh, your learning and development. So I think it's not just the company. I don't, yeah, I think it's not just the company itself. It's a combination probably of opportunity. Um, and then when you're in the company, having the company invest in you where I think here, if you're showing that you're willing to learn, you want to make a difference. Um, you're quite keen that, uh, the culture is very much, well, why wouldn't we invest in you? Because you'll obviously bring it back to the company. Um, you know, if you're, if you're keen to learn and develop, it just makes sense to invest in you where in South Africa, it was much more of a fight and you kind of have to fund it yourself, uh, in some cases just to, yeah, just to get yourself upskilled. Um, yeah, there's other polit political challenges as well, um, mm. which, uh, yeah, I think one of the political challenges is, uh, definitely being, uh, just, well, for me, uh, if I go back to, uh, my first company I joined in South Africa, they, I was just come out of university fresh with a lot of, you know, aspiration, let's make a difference in the world um you know th throw me th you know throw me the next big thing i'm gonna i'm gonna take it on and um with all that keenness to learn i 
I remember asking just after I kind of made my probation, I asked our um, my kind of um, uh, manager, you know, oh, what's going to stop me from progressing? Like, what is the progressing? Like, what does it look like? And how do I get there? And he basically said, uh, well, you know, he did say <laughs> your skin color is going to stop you progressing. Mm. And I remember like that day I went home and I was just like, I, I don't know why I bother, you know? What do you think about the state of inclusivity in general in the UK and in our industry and technology? What, what I found within the UK was there's also a discrimination caught to some sense, or, or at least, um, you know, it's a uh, kind of a blocker. And I think that was, um, that was females, uh, you know, in the tech industry. And also it's, um, it, you, you know, you kind of realize this as you, as you carry on and um, as you see, oh, okay, I'm working with, you know, 50 blokes <laughs> and there's only maybe like five females or something. Uh, in the UK, you've worked for, I think, three companies and you've progressed, you know, quite well. You, you've uh, you progressed from like, you know, developer into sort of a lead and management roles. Um, but you've also made lateral moves to, you know, from like uh, from web development into data sciences, data engineering. I think for me, it was the whole hype around machine learning. Um, I think it's a combination of uh, not knowing what it is, but there's a massive hype about it. I think it's like when, you know, when Bitcoin kind of came along and everyone, everyone's like, oh, let's just, you know, get involved with Bitcoin. Oh, you should definitely take all your, your whole salary and invest it in Bitcoin <laughs> is the future. <laughs> you know, you know you've done that, you know, we would be in a different place today, Rantoua. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we are, and um, I, I mean, I'm I'm one of those <laughs> that fall uh, into that. Um, but it it kind of you know taught me taught me a few things, and I think the same with machine learning and or data at least. I think the data world was something that you know you always hear people say, "Oh, big data, it's the next big thing." You know, it's uh, it's um, the new oil. It's the you know new Bitcoin <laughs> if you want to compare it to that. In a sense, when you moved from your, uh, I think you were a tech lead in a, in like a backend web dev team, you moved to being like a, a regular developer in the data team. I mean, that's, that, that's a sideways move for something that you wanted to do, but it was also a demotion in a sense. So what, yeah. what's it, is it, is it hard taking a demotion? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've taken a few demotions. Um, I've, um, I think the first time I took the motion, I was kind of fighting it. It is hard. Um, I think it is hard. Um, but I think I just got to a point where I was, you know, I need change, um, or you need an opportunity and you're willing to, you're willing to kind of step down your, your ladder and, and, um, and put yourself out there. It's, um, I think it's hard in a few ways. It's hard. I think the first time you take a salary cut, it's something to, uh, to get, uh, to get used to, uh, but understanding why you're doing it. And I think, um, I think taking that risk is definitely worth it. And I've, I've definitely like, I'm looking back now and I'm like, it's one of the best things I've done. Um, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go through all that. 
Um, I think what makes it challenging is just, it, it depends also on what security you have. If you're a young whippersnapper, I mean, go for it. You've got, you've got, honestly, you've got nothing to lose. I mean, you might not go out as much or travel as much, but other than that, you know, you've, you can, you can take that shift. I think when you get a bit older, it gets maybe a bit more difficult when you kind of need the security. But I'd also say that companies generally are willing to, you know, um, to give you the opportunity if you if you say, hey, you know, I'm looking for something different, I'm looking for something new, um, you know, I'd like to move laterally. And I think maybe a few years ago, uh, this definitely wasn't possible. And I mean, I, I guess uh, the the demotions that you took to make those lateral moves all paid off for you in the end, didn't they? Yes, um, definitely. And I, I, I think the first, well, the first emotion I took, I think I was, um, I was in a different headspace. So to give some context, I was a, uh, I moved from a junior, kind of moved my way up, <clears throat> sorry, to a mid and, and to a tech lead. And um, when I when I joined the company, I've, um, I asked them what uh, what what what's my title going to be, and the response was, well, whatever you want your title to be. And I was like, okay, well, tech lead sounds like a good title. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound bad, does it? <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you know, looking back now, I think if a company is giving titles out <laughs> on the market <laughs> for, <laughs> for free, then you, then you know there's uh, there's obviously, you know, it's not worth um, it's not worth its its weight in gold. And uh, um, I think the illusion that I had was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm a tech lead now, and I'm picking up tech lead work, and I and I was a tech lead to to an extent of um, you know having to foresee and pick up all the work, but in terms of teams, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a team under me because it was a small company. And um, I moved a step down. And uh, then I had the opportunity again to to work way, way up to team lead within the same company. And I remember having a conversation with my current team lead, or as you know, it was our current team lead. And I said to her, um, I said to her, yeah, I've been a team lead before. And she was like, oh, tell me more about your experience. And I kind of spoke about my experience. And I was like, yeah, the only difference is I just didn't manage people. <laughs> and she laughed. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like now, it's like, well, <laughs> it's a massive difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you sometimes think that poor woman, what she had to put up with us? I mean, I know I feel like that. <laughs> No, she. Uh, I think she put up with a lot of things, but also she was probably the first real mentor I had. Um, I don't mm. think I've had anyone. It took me probably about five years to get to get a, a you know someone that actually says, "Hey, we're willing to give you a shot. We're willing. We, we'll put our trust in you." Um, and I think that for me, uh, you know, uh, just having that opportunity gave me a lot of confidence. It. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's very rare these days um, to find a really, really good uh, mentor and someone that trusts in you. I think probably depending on the industry you're working in. Um, but yeah, like I said, it took me around five years to find find that um, mm. 
you know, that that one person that actually just believes in you and says, cool, you know, run with it. I can I can see I can see um you know they can see something in you that that you don't really you don't really know. Yeah, awesome. Um yeah, I mean I think you know people people say you know mentorship is is really really important and I think that's one of the biggest challenges and struggles that many people have is finding a good or the right mentor for them. Yeah, definitely. And um I think that's why also like I've now made a very conscious effort in the role that I'm now to first to kind of to get to know the people and and settle in as I've only been with the company now for a few months. And um, after that, I, I approached someone and asked whether they'd be my mentor. And yeah, it's, uh, it's such a, it's such a, it's such an easy thing to kind of ask someone like it's not like go and buy them a coffee and have a chat and you know if 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 you see that they're you know they're they've got leadership or they've got something that you aspire to um, just reach out to them um, and I think it's such a small thing to do with such a massive gain and uh, even if you just do it for you know a few months and you try it out and it might work or it might not work but I think what you gain from that is so much more valuable learning from other people's experience than trying to, you know, do it all yourself. Do you get imposter syndrome and how do you deal with it? You know, it's, uh, I think it's like asking someone, have you ever gotten hurt in life? And it's like, well, no, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like, um, yeah, I, uh, definitely. I think, yeah, imposter syndrome is something that I feel like I get every time and I'm in a start with a new company and well even before i started with a new company when i when i go for the interview stage and when you you know when you um uh when you sit in your probation phase it's very much uh it very much creeps up on you like am i doing the right thing am i you know uh contributing enough is the are, are they happy with me am i going to get fired <laughs> and i think especially for me because i've um there was one company where i didn't pass my probation and You're um, kidding. no way yeah yeah you wouldn't believe it i was uh i don't I wasn't experienced it. enough <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm shocked the, i mean the guy handled it very well i think he wasn't you know he wasn't just kicking me out the door and say you know we never want to see you again <laughs> mm. um he was uh he handled it really well like i think he explained to me and and said you know like they've um they're hoping uh you know they were hoping i've you know i've had a bit more experience but he's going to recommend i look at these things and um i think because it was a small company so you know you in in a small startup company you kind of you're drafting and you're drafting hard because it's a startup uh whereas i think with a bigger established company it's maybe a bit easier to uh you know to almost like take your time to um to fit in or like kind of get your get your skill sets up at a reasonable pace and um yeah I've, i think i've also learned a lot about the different types of industries like big companies and small companies um and it's also showed me that um well it showed me how to handle a situation if someone ever you know ever doesn't have the experience like how would i handle it um i definitely wouldn't give them the boot um 
if you know if it's up to me i would always try and i think um encourage them um to focus on one area and, and get good with that and i think that's it comes down to confidence and i think the only way to gain confidence is repetition learning experience learning and the best way to learn i think is to teach others uh because that really tests your your ability and skill sets um, and see if you understand the concept so i've had the opportunity and uh, you know through the grace of god i think that i was able to move from being a lecturer um, to developer to a tech lead back to developer um, to data world and now you know working my way up again to a team lead and i think if you're naturally good with something um you'll naturally evolve into that position where a lot of time I've also thought with myself and say, oh, I really, you know, I really want to be this, the best, you know, C-sharp developer or Python developer. And I, you know, I want to write functional programming and I want to be quick with it and I want to be, and um, I've definitely give my, I gave my hand at it and I've tried it a lot, but there are some things that I'm just not as good as. And there are some things that I think I've, naturally evolve uh better into and i think for me i found it was you know uh, leading a team and and uh, having that leadership capability um, and i thought it for a lot of time because i was like no i want to be hands-on i always want to be hands-on so uh, it took me a while to um to realize that um, mm. but i think yeah for most people you'll you'll naturally evolve keep evolving into the position that you're you know uh, that you're good at and you have, um, you know, like you led a lot of other developers, you've mentored devs, you've been on promotion panels, you've seen a lot of CVs, done a lot of interviews, uh, said yes and no to a lot of candidates. Is there any general sort of advice, anything you've picked up in the last few years? I think for me, it probably comes down to, it's, it's the same as when having a kid, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not about you anymore it's uh it's and you realize that and i think it's about management position as well it's it's not about you anymore um it's about being humble and it's about carving opportunities and mo removing roadblockers and and helping others um and helping others thrive and in, in the best way they can and seeing if you're able to identify um their skill sets identify their passions and if you're able to work with it if you're able to you know, it's like, a, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, like, well, I know everyone's got a, a certain um, skill set and a, and, a, and a certain passion and, and things that are naturally good at. And um, I think it takes a certain leader to be able to identify that and be able to know how to work with it. So I would probably, I would probably start there to say, you know, be humble, see how you can help others and uh, don't take things personally because i think a lot of the, uh, the i think a lot of the challenges with a management position is that you have a lot of shots fired at you because you're not actively developing so you know it's uh, it's a different it's a different way of contributing and you only as a developer you don't realize that like um you only realize that once you move into a management position you then get the perspective of okay wow what is this role really about but before that as a 
developer, you kind of look at your manager and think, what work are you really contributing today? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you contributing? And that's well, that's at least how I thought, you know. Um, and I think you can't. I think as a manager, you kind of have to realize that you have to realize that. Uh, there are people that don't understand the value of your role just because they've never been in that role. And yeah, I think also as a manager, make an effort to to see what work people are doing. Like go sit next to them, say, hey, let's show me how to code or show me, you know, I'm going to give my hand at this and put yourself out there because I think that also builds trust to uh, another degree. And um, I think a lot of time we're, you know, um, we're, we're sometimes worried about what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Are they going to judge me for, you know, not, not knowing this or knowing that? And I think once you get to a point where you're comfortable with saying, I, I don't know, like, uh, would you mind explaining this to me? Um, or, oh, okay, that's, I, I didn't realize that. Could you send me some links? Or, And I think once you're open for that and once you can act openly in a group conversation at work, say, Oh, I, I don't know. Doesn't matter your position, and you're able to learn from others. I think that's when you really build trust, and I think that's when um, you'll really thrive in in your position. Doesn't matter, you know. Doesn't matter your role. That's awesome. That's that's wonderful, and you're a wonderful person to work with. I hope we get a chance to work again uh, in the future sometime. And it was really good working with you. Like I think as as well. I think you don't realize it, but you know, a lot of the things that I've learned was. Like you were the first person that kind of came to me and said, "Hey, let's we're gonna we're gonna do some development now. Uh, you know, come sit down. I'm gonna show you some front end development." And I was like, "Well, I don't know any front end development. <laughs> you know, um, I know what CSS stands for, but you know, uh, <laughs> uh, as a back end developer, I think that also you know that that helped me a lot was seeing how you, um, you know, how you." get out of your comfort zone and get people to sit next to you and just, you know, uh, show them and, and teach them. And yeah, I think a lot of what I've just said as well uh, today is, you know, that experiences also came from uh, you literally be the first person while I was still in probation, when I was having my imposter syndrome, <laughs> you know, you, uh, you definitely helped me with that. Um, so yeah, I think uh, a lot of what I've learned to know today is also is, is thanks to, Thanks to you teaching me. So thank you. Thanks. I was, I was waiting for you to say that. I, wonder, <laughs> I was wondering why it was taking you so long. You know? Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you know, finally, oh. tell me, Francois, the joke of the show. What kind of shoes do ninjas wear? Tell me, Francois, what kind of shoes do ninjas wear? Sneakers. Sneakers. There Wonderful. We go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy now. That was a great, terrible joke of the show. <laughs> <laughs>